0: Welcome back to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm Kristen Saxena. Meal times are when family happens, which is why I'm so excited for today's episode. Joining me today is my husband, Shakar, and he has been my buddy for family meal times for the last 15 years of our marriage. I'm really excited to share his experience of family meals when he was a kid, as well as his opinions about family meals at our house. Welcome to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen, where we help you navigate the challenges of feeding your family and learn about the role food plays in our health and relationships. Feeding and food relationships can be stressful confusing, and even destructive. I'm Kristen Saxena, a pediatrician and mother of four who's been researching and sharing what I've learned about feeding for over 10 years. In this podcast, I'll share my experience and expertise to help our kids and ourselves with everyday survival tips for real parents. This podcast is about progress, not perfection. So let's get started. I'm here today with my husband, Shakar Saxena. Thanks for coming.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So this is a little bit different. Um, you know, we talk all the time, but I was really excited to have you on the show today. And just want to talk a little bit about family meals, how they are at our house, and sort of what they've meant to you throughout your life.
1: Yeah, that's great. I'm really excited to talk about it.
0: First, I want to do a little introduction. Obviously, I know you super well. Um, and so it's, it's really difficult, actually, for me to introduce you, because it's hard <laughs> to know even where to start. Um, but, you know, you were, Born actually in Nigeria, uh, your parents originally from India, mm-hmm. but you moved to Omaha mm-hmm. uh, when you were three years old, mm-hmm. and went to school, grew up there. We met in high school, right? That's a great story too. We met at the Academic Decathlon. He yeah, went to the All
1: Big Nerd Scores. Yeah, uh, big nerd story. <laughs> yeah, probably the
0: nerdiest meeting story ever. So he went to the All Boys School. I went to the All Girls School, and we met during the speech competition, and really the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, you know, you went to college, we went to medical school together, um, got married right after medical school, and you studied to be a cardiologist and worked for several years as a cardiologist, and now uh, own a laser hair removal company for the last 10 years. So, Milan Laser Hair Removal, uh, which has been a huge success. Um, the company that you've grown over the last several years. And somehow during that time, you've also managed to spend a lot of time with me and help me um, as we raise our four kids.
1: It's my favorite thing to do. It is. Uh, Hang out with you and the kids.
0: Yeah, so um, anything I missed that you feel like? No, that was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard, it's hard for me to summarize. uh,
1: encapsulating 40 years in a couple sentences. It's uh, interesting.
0: So, um, you know, we talk, a lot about a lot of things, and um, you know, I talk on the show a lot about family meals, and pretty much all those family meals for the last 15 years have been with you, Uh, but we don't talk a lot about family meals, I don't feel like, with each other. So I thought it would be fun to kind of talk to you a little bit about what family meals have meant to you throughout your life, and kind of what they mean to you now. Mm -hmm. So maybe starting out, what what are your memories or what are your thoughts about meals when you were growing up?
1: Uh, first off, this is wild. Yeah, <laughs> this type of conversation I where uh, you're interviewing me this is this is uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, family meals have always been super important in my life. So when we were growing up, uh, just like you mentioned, my parents were Indian immigrants, and just culturally, it's incredibly vital. Uh, from my parents standpoint to have family meals every single day together. So regardless of what we were doing, we would be coming home, my mom uh, would be cooking probably about 90% of the time and we'd be having a traditional Indian meal. But uh, so it was my mom and dad and then my older sister who's uh, five years older than me, four years older in school, uh, we would sit down and have uh, an Indian meal you know, uh, most days of the week. And then, uh, not even just dinner. Before you would left, we had breakfast. Uh, you know, I'd always have a lunch that was packed by my mom. Uh, so yeah, it's it was a really important important deal. Actually, my dad used to always talk about this movie that he used to watch when he was a kid—an Indian movie that, regardless of anything that was going on in a big um, extended family, they would always eat together. Mm-hmm. So it was once again, it was a, like a really big deal uh, in our household. That was that was part of that was part of life and your mom is an amazing cook oh my god she's ridiculous she is the best um i mean she's like she could be a chef as far as i'm concerned she is the best cook um on the planet i agree could cook literally anything so she's a vegetarian Mm -hmm. and she cooks indian meals but she will cook everything you know she'll because uh she didn't want us to be eating uh non-veg Outside the house and say it was better, so she was like <laughs> kind of like jealous about that. So she just learned how to k- cook non-vegetarian meals, and that now she cooks like every cuisine that you can imagine. Uh, it's like a very big part of how she shows love. You know, when we go over there, there's always like tons of food, and mm-hmm. if you've eaten, you're sitting down and eating again, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is great. It's it's a it's a lot of fun. I always love I always love going to my mom and dad's to eat.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely say feeding is one of her love languages for no, sure. No, no doubt. And it was interesting actually. I was reading um I was reading a book, and it's actually called Mother Hunger. But I was reading part of it, and they were talking about this sort of association between. Um, like our feelings of love and attachment to our parents and feeding. And I thought one thing that they brought up is even as a newborn baby, your first experiences of like loving and attaching to another human being are mostly in being fed. Um and so I just thought that that was kind of interesting as you sort of talk about this sometimes we laugh about it like oh feeding is your love language and mm-hmm. but it really is true just thinking about the way that like people are wired. Like I just thought that that was a really interesting Interesting comment that I'd never really thought about, but it's like, yeah, from like day one, you already start to associate family and that sort of sense of attachment with being fed.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I was just uh, reflecting on my own life when you, when you were saying that. Uh, <laughs> when you and I used to date, mm-hmm. and I used to miss curfew, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that wasn't ideal. From my sort of <laughs> my parents yelling at me, it would be it would be bad. But after they you know they got done yelling at me, my mom would always ask me, even if I come home came home at like one o'clock at night, mm-hmm. my mom would be like, Hey, did you eat? And mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, but I can eat more and yeah. then she would make me like an omelet or something, even at one in the morning, and she was like so mad at me because, you know, I was being a jackass or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember looking back to that time too, I
0: remember obviously you would eat at home because mm-hmm. the family meals were very important and I think you knew like it would not be cool to skip mom's dinner but you would eat again with me either at my house or we'd go out and so well
1: when you're like you know we started dating when I was 17 to 18 you know yeah and I was hungry totally <laughs> so I would eat a full meal at you know at uh, obviously, uh, mom and dad's at like you know six o'clock, and I'd show up at your house at like whatever seven thirty, and you guys would be sitting down and be like, yeah, "What are we having?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a plate. That sounds great. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it
0: works because at that age, you definitely have the appetite to just have another meal. But yeah. um, well, so then also like kind of just to backtrack a little bit, but I thought a little bit about this too is that I think it bears to mention like when you were young, you know your your dad was. Working quite a bit, I think. Um, You know, they were both physicians when they had moved here, Mm -hmm. and your dad had taken a job teaching and was working quite a bit. And your mom actually had to repeat her residency, correct?
1: Yeah, both of them did. So my parents were physicians uh, in India and then moving to Nigeria when we moved there for a short period of time. They were practicing physicians there. Uh, Yeah, when my parents moved here, uh, you know, you look back and you just, as a kid, you don't realize uh, how hard it must been. And now, Uh, with us having four kids and working and uh, you realize how much they actually did and how much Mm -hmm. they were able to just accomplish in their lives not only from like a professional standpoint but really building a really strong uh, nuclear family. So in terms of uh, yeah, my dad, he would go to uh, teach and he would be working a lot. And then my mom and dad, my dad started teaching anatomy and then he wanted to be practice again. So he redid his residency at 40. By the way, that sounds absolutely it does. horrible. I couldn't imagine doing residency again. Uh, that, that would be I, brutal. I I'd probably
0: just be like, I'm good.
1: I think I'm good. <laughs> But yeah, my mom would be working a lot too. She had to redo her residency to, you know, to get training and stuff like that, but yeah, just uh from a family standpoint, they mm-hmm. would always we still always eat together. Every That's single day. That's amazing. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. I mean, they would be on call. I I very vividly remember my mom being uh, on call, uh, having to spend the night in the hospital, and then coming the next day. And then, uh, you know, she must have worked like forty hours straight, mm-hmm. and then like cooking for all of us. And then we'd be eating, and it was cool because dad, my dad's a really good cook too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has these like specific dishes that are amazing.
0: Egg curry. Uh, oh my for god, example. his
1: egg curry is. Rich. <laughs> I, like I said, his egg. My mom's I think the best cook, but my dad's egg curry is probably the best. Uh, but no, my mom, my dad. Dad would like when my mom was on call, my dad would be cooking for us, and then we'd always drop off food to the hospital, you know, because it was, um, you know, an Indian meal. So, sure, she'd always he'd be always dropping off. It's uh, you know, you look think about that. I haven't thought about that in a long time, so it's, it's really sweet to even think mm-hmm.
0: about. Well, and I, yeah, I think you'd never really mention that, um, story of them dropping off the food, but I mm-hmm. think you're right. Like, they
1: always did that for each other, they would always do that. That was, uh, it was really good.
0: That's really sweet, yeah. actually. And But I think now looking back at the time, it was probably like, oh, well, this is the food that mom likes to eat. And mm-hmm. that's why we're dropping it off. Mm-hmm. But I think now looking back, it, it's so much more than that, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I can't be there, but you're still making me a part of this. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, that's... that. Uh, now you're making me emotional. I I, I didn't though I didn't know it was going to go down this or avenue. It's
0: just like there's nothing good to eat you know? here.
1: <laughs> well, hospital food has changed over the years, so yeah, that that food back in the day was probably terrible. Right, that's
0: true. <laughs> um, so one last thing, kind of while we're talking about the family meals of your childhood, like if you had to close your eyes, what is the part that? What are the parts that you remember the most? Mm. You know, I always think that's funny because for me, it's. Not really the food, you know, it's a lot more like, I can imagine exactly where I sat at the table and exactly mm. what the tablecloth felt like and just the experience of sitting there almost. Um,
1: uh, I, can I, re- I can really. remember the food. Yeah, so <laughs> like, what, what is food. it,
0: what's like the memory? Like if you had to describe, like just imagine yourself sitting at dinner as a kid, you know, five, six years old, something like that. What, what's going on?
1: So, we had a small four person table
0: Mm
1: -hmm. that I remember that got upgraded to this massive dining table. And we had like a dining set, and that was a really big deal for us. You know, we had like a dining set with a hutch, and that was a big deal. But before that, we had this. Uh, A four-person table that I uh, would—I can't remember where I sat. Like you, you have a very specific spot that you sat on. I I honestly can't remember. I mean, I guess if I really think back, I can remember like one or two times Mm -hmm. where I sat, but I don't—I don't don't remember. But I remember uh, my mom always cooking, and then it would be set up—you know—it was obviously set up family style, so it'd just be in the middle of this square table, and then we would just serve and just eat. You know, mm-hmm. and actually, quite frankly, a lot of times it would be my mom is like a very uh, she loves to feed. She loves to like just feed the family and she hates it when the food isn't hot mm-hmm. and when she's serving it. So a lot of times there is like this Indian, these two Indian breads that I really love. One is a bread called Puri. It's spelled you know P-U-R-I or P-O-R-I, depending on uh, phonetically how you want to spell it. And then roti is the other one. So that's what you normally eat at home. And mom would always make them. Mm-hmm. hot mm-hmm. and then she wouldn't eat and we're like just come sit and she's like no i want to cook for you i mm-hmm. want this to be hot and she still does that now you know when we all oh, yeah. come over you know the kids love buries It's like oh well, yeah, they're delicious know. yeah i mean how could it's deep fried bread i mean like <laughs> how, how how bad could it possibly mm-hmm. be it's delicious right but she'll always make it a point to always be serving it hot which is uh which is really sweet but quite honestly i just wanted her to sit with me so. yeah
0: well i mean i think that's like the ongoing that's still an ongoing well, conversation no between question. the two of you it's Usually, gonna happen
1: tonight when, we, when we're will. over there tonight that's gonna happen
0: <laughs> well she won't know we had this conversation i think we'll just sit quietly and be like see there it goes
1: <laughs>
0: oh i love it well um so i want to move on a little bit there was um a comment a quote I think in a speech I once listened to that I really liked it's very simple but it was meal times are when family happens Mm. um and I thought that really resonated with me and in terms of just us I I like to think back to the time like when we first got married Mm -hmm. and we also were residents so we were um working a lot Mm -hmm. and we would work Eighty-hour weeks regularly, overnight shifts, all of that.
1: Man, that sounds terrible. I it really does. I, I, I know. Just thinking back, I can't even believe we did that.
0: And then, and then we also, you know, like our second year of residency, we decided it was a great time to have a baby too, mm-hmm. and it really was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, the, uh, looking back, I'm like, that was a pretty crazy mm-hmm. time to think to do that. But regardless, um, I know we have talked about this before, but I thought it bared mention because I think of it a lot. Like the time that we did have together, a lot of it. Was uh, us cooking dinner and eating dinner together, mm-hmm. and so when I think back to like those early years in our little house in Minnesota, you know, just as newlyweds, just as new parents, um, almost all the memories I have are in that little kitchen. No kidding. And so I just kind of wanted to, and so that's I think where you know, li- looking at that quote, I start to think like that's I think where I felt like we, in my mind, really started to become a family, mm. like a, a unit of our own. And so I would just be interested to see, you know, what do you remember about that?
1: Well, I remember that a lot. I mean, I remember, I, I can remember the whole house, uh, mm-hmm. sketch the whole house. That was our first house. You know, we were, uh, it's crazy. We, I mean, we were dating for a long time and we were obviously best friends, still are now, of course. But yeah, when we started residency, I remember the kitchen and I remember we would come back, uh, both of us would be exhausted, Mm -hmm. but we when we didn't have any money. <laughs> you know, we were still had student loans and especially when we had, we were making maybe a, uh, a little bit of savings, but that all just like went out the water when we had SONU, you know? Oh yeah. Like <laughs> day diaper, care, daycare, diapers, diapers you're stuff. like, okay, I hope we can eke by every single month. <laughs> no, but the meals were, uh, we worked so much that making the meal was a time for you and I to just talk and, you know, talk about our day and have time together, so yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember doing a lot of slow cooking. One of us would like put something in the slow cooker. So then uh, when you came back home, the meal was, or the food was hot and ready to go. Mm -hmm. But then I spent a lot of time like being your sous chef. (laughs) Like I remember, like, uh, you used to hate cutting. I did. And chopping. I don't don't, know why. I don't know why. It's like, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I was (laughs) like, okay, I'll chop. But then I would, uh, I would generally, I'm really, you know this, I'm really anal about having the kitchen be clean.
0: Oh, yeah. And And I'm, I'm better, but I was a huge mess. Oh, you,
1: like, we would, make like an omelet and you would have like seven pots out I'm like what in the world is going on and that's believe it or not that's actually for my dad so my dad would uh, my mom same way kind of be like a messy uh, messy cook but my dad every time he would be making anything. He would always keep the kitchen mm-hmm. kitchen clean. So I actually use that mantra for the kids. When I'm oh
0: cooking, yeah, they know.
1: i was like keep the, keep it clean. You know, keep the kitchen clean. Yeah. So that's what we used to do because you know the, the worst thing I used to hate it is like you used to cook and use like enjoy this meal and then you have this kitchen that's just like oh I, like, uh, I just want to go to bed or I just totally. want to hang out and on the couch and watch TV. Uh, so no, we would, uh, I remember this very vividly, like you would usually be ha- find a recipe or who knows what uh, or whatever we wanted to eat and you would be cooking and I'd be your sous chef and then while you were cooking I would be cleaning up so then the dishwasher was low, then we just had to put our dishwa- dishes in and stop but then that's when we used to talk and just have, have time to do that, that was uh, that was fun, I, I had a great time with that that's funny that you think that that's the memory though, that you remember, I remember a lot of other stuff I, I, mean, I, I obviously the remember the only
0: thing I remember yeah. for sure, but I just feel like Like I remember a lot of times, like I just remember being in the kitchen together. I can imagine just like you said, you were always chopping the vegetables Mm -hmm. because I don't know, I was afraid of knives or something. I'm not really (laughs) even sure. which is exactly what your doctor, you know, you what your
1: doctor do? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Stitch me up. Yeah,
0: I'd be like, yeah. "Oh, it
1: looks sharp." Yeah, you're like um, shaking <laughs> <while> you're <doing.
0: laughs> um, or like even even when Sonu was little running around that little tiny table mm-hmm. and you know, we would we had that little glass table in the mm-hmm. kitchen yep. with our two chairs and yeah, then a the pub
1: table. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and then we could wheel Sonu up to that, um, and then we had your parents' old dining.
1: Actually, same, same dining, dining table. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you know, I just put that together right now. The, that's the dining table. That was our first dining table that my mom and dad bought. That was like such a big deal. And then you know, we went up to Minnesota. Like I said, we didn't have anything. Yeah. So we took all the, any furniture somebody would give us. We're like, "Yep, we'll take it. We will take this thirty-year-old piece of furniture that was beautiful back in the day. That's probably a little outdated, but who gives? You know, who cares? Mm-hmm. It was." It was great but yeah you're right we had actually we had a thanksgiving that we hosted mm-hmm. the first year we were married we yep. hosted thanksgiving dinner for uh you know your side of the family mm-hmm. and your uh, grandma came up who was at that time had to have been like what two thousand years old <laughs> <laughs> just obviously close. <laughs> no she was probably in her I well she would have been like what in her 70s yeah and then no probably
0: oh maybe, yeah. 80s? Yeah.
1: No, maybe. Sad. It uh, what doesn't doesn't really matter? I mean, yeah, she probably one hundred, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. She's probably like seven yeah, seventy five something like mm-hmm. that. No, you're right. The whole mm-hmm. eighty five. Wow. Mm-hmm. I good know. for her uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, she she came up and then, uh, you know, John, your your dad and Teresa came up, and it was a lot of fun. It was just great. It, it was, was. and we made that uh, try to make a toast and try to make it all special. but <laughs> we were like mumbling through it. I, I remember that very vividly.
0: Mm-hmm. It was fun the only the only other thing I remember about that kitchen was the time that I made all the cabinets fall off the
1: wall. But that wasn't your fault. Well it kind of was. The reason I was you had, had...
0: the pots and pans in the cabinets.
1: So above. this is uh for anybody who's listening, this was a big beef when uh, when you and I were first married. Because we went to Williams Sonoma. Oh yeah. And we had they were trying to sell us on these pots that mm-hmm. were like two hundred dollars.
0: are those. I won't say it right. It's like the Le Creuset, Le Creuset. Yeah. We, like, I mean, I
1: wouldn't have known that anyway. You well, you have said anything, know. and I wouldn't I, have had any idea.
0: I was very, you know, I don't really even know how to say it, but people will know it's the like Le Creuset, Le Creuset, fancy. Like the like red Dutch pots. Oven. Yeah. D-
1: Dutch ovens Yeah. That's not. <laughs> that's not usually what I think of with a Dutch oven. But anyway, we bought, we bought these pot, these pots and pans that were like expensive, and I was like, do. We really need this. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, these, yeah. these are going to be the bomb. You know, you we know, need like to get
0: the lady at William sonoma said that these will be a family heirloom.
1: Family heirloom. She's They're just gone. like, these are things that you will pass down from generation to generation. And Uh-oh. I'm like, these pots, are you crazy? I
0: was so impressionable. But, but those <laughs> like, cabinets, oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> those pots were so heavy
0: mm-hmm. that the
1: cabinets couldn't hold it. That's what fell. You know, the guy who we bought the house from, he did his own kitchen mm-hmm. himself. So uh, there was no big
0: deal. It problem. was a combination of. Definitely purchasing the wrong pots, learning not to store them in the up, up above cabinets. And then, yes, it was like a DIY kitchen job. So I'm not sure how well those cabinets were fixed to the wall. But I remember like we were laying in bed and I was like, What was that? And you're like, Nothing. Nothing. Then I, I came was like,
1: down. I'm too tired. I'm not, gonna yeah, no, not going to, we we're not going down. Just
0: like, deal whatever.
1: with it tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And then we wake <laughs> up in the morning and the cabinets are like all down back on the counter. Everything's broken inside. It was it was kind of a disaster. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's no big deal. It happens, but we
0: can laugh about it now.
1: Yeah, it happens. Um, You're right. It was pretty stressful that time. You're at like, the Come time. Come on, it was like
0: everything's broken. Yeah. We don't have the time or money to fix this. Right. But whatever. You know, just goes to show you time heals all things. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: okay, so I did want to move on a little bit just to talk to you about what family meals are like for you now, because obviously ah. it's been years and years since our little time in Minnesota, and. I obviously, that's something I talk about and think about quite a bit. And no I kidding, think, really? really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, know. I don't know if you know this, but it's kind of like I'm into it. Um, so I think we probably, you know, a little more thought is maybe specifically given to it in our household than some other people that maybe aren't as obsessed as, as me. But I talk a lot about what it means to me. Um, but I'd be super interested to hear kind of what it means to you or what your experience is.
1: Yeah, obviously it means the world to me. I think you know this. I feel very strongly about it as well. Uh, ever since we were first married, we made it a point to always eat together, and it's been like that forever. Even if it was just you and I, we would always be eating together. But especially with the kids, now it's—I uh, mean, we've family meals have evolved over time. Uh, you know when the kids are little you're like trying to eat while feeding them and the kids were the, our, our kids um, are you know you know this are, are just two years apart. So there was always like a little guy mm-hmm. or a little girl in our high chair so you'd be like feeding while you're trying to eat and then have a have a discussion. but uh, we always made it a point to do that. so and now I've, I've really loved um, having the breakfast together. you know the dinners are awesome. The dinners mm-hmm. just you know having that circular table that all six of us sit on and everything Every you know every day without fail, you know we're going to be eating collectively together, uh, which is great because people talk about their day and it's just fun, Uh, very relaxed, um, which is great. But the breakfast that we that we implemented whatever a few years back has been awesome. So you know the kids get up early, they start school at eight o'clock, and so and we live a ways away from school, so. uh, Having time uh, to eat every morning, breakfast when we eat together at seven a.m. every morning is is awesome. It's, it's really nice. So even if it's only like fifteen minutes, but yeah. it's, it's just it's just really nice to be like, hey, what's going on today? Yada yada yada, and then send them off or you know, if you and I drop them off together or whatever the case may be. But it's always I look at them fondly.
0: Absolutely. Well, I love that you brought up the breakfast for a couple of reasons. Because number one, you know, in in the conversations we've had about family meals on the show, a lot of times we talk about or or like the one that's most talked about is dinner. Mm-hmm. But the point being that it doesn't have to be dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, we of all people know that you can have crazy work schedules and you can have lifestyles that maybe dinner time isn't the best time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter when the family meal happens. And sometimes like you said, your favorite one is breakfast time anyway. And I love to bring that up too because family meals for some people I think feel like something that it's like too hard mm-hmm. like it's like we just can't manage that with our schedules or whatever and I feel like the family breakfast the family breakfast was 100% your idea and I actually feel like we weren't doing it because to me at least I was like well that doesn't seem manageable like we're trying we're to just
1: rushing out the door right but totally. you just wake up 15 minutes earlier and all of a sudden you can do it
0: well, and that's what you said. It was like, and actually, it's made the the process of getting out the door when everyone has has to be at the table or mm-hmm. supposed to be at the table by seven, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be kind of getting out the door at seven fifteen. We actually have more success of getting out on time, mm-hmm. and then I think, like you said, like it's added this whole element to life that I was like it didn't even occur to me that it was really a possibility and now you're exactly right I Mm -hmm. feel like what a great way to start the day Mm
1: -hmm. it's great it's fun to see the kids can I go on a tangent just for a second
0: anytime all
1: right so you know what I was thinking about that I haven't thought about in a while um so the meals were so important to me that when we first started out the company mm-hmm. um, back in the back in the day you know in two thousand twelve and we started our first corporate office in two thousand and oh, it's probably fifteen it was a breezeway next to our second location literally a breezeway and there was only six employees there I and it was just a small little space you know you could hear a pin drop and it wasn't the greatest working environment i loved it because it's always fun uh, to think back about that and you were really in the trenches with these people you know you were spending all the time and you got pretty close one of the things i wanted to do was have a table a long table that we would eat lunch together and i remember this from you remember that show flipping out with that guy who uh, oh
0: yeah but he's always angry that he's, guy
1: yeah it, he's, he's he's got some he's got some positive qualities <laughs> the wrong show. The no no you were of, out. You're so thinking think of the right, you're thinking of the right show. It's very entertaining. But he did that. I saw him watch like with his staff, you know, his staff, they, they used to work in the house mm-hmm. and we actually talked about whether or not we should rent a house and that would be our corporate office when we were first starting out. Yeah. And one of the reasons was that we would all eat together. Now that never came to fruition, mm-hmm. but I remember thinking how important that would be if we could do that. Mm -hmm. So that's, it was just interesting. And that's like, you know, subconsciously maybe, or or even consciously, like meals are that important to me, Mm -hmm. not only from like a communal relationship from a family standpoint, but like building relationships in any sort of sense, that was, uh, even in work, that was going to be important. Now the company's, you know, large and there's no table
0: all, that big. No <laughs> table that big,
1: and uh, you know, people are uh, eating at different times, and some people, do, you know, intermittent fasting, yada yada yada. So you're not able to do. Um, you're not. It, it's not always. It's challenging to get that done. But it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was. Uh, It's kind of interesting that I haven't thought of in years and it just kind of spurred this on right now.
0: Well, I actually did never realize that that was something that you had considered way Mm -hmm. back when, but I think it is interesting because what I do know is like from Milan and in you running it, it's from day one and to this day been super important that you maintain this culture. Mm -hmm. And so to me, like as I hear that, I feel like that's maybe subconsciously even has has been part of that like really strong impetus to Mm -hmm. say like, I want this kind of culture. and I think it talks about like, we call them family meals, but you can be a member of several families mm-hmm. and families are kind of how you define it. And I think you of all people know, you kind of have also a work family. Mm-hmm. And I think all those benefits in terms of relationships and communication, um, and a lot of the benefits that you even see from family meals, mm-hmm. I assume those would translate mm-hmm. at least to some degree to the kind of you know meals that you dreamed of having in your original. Yeah, the corporate
1: office. And now, even going one step further, now we have you know we have an executive meeting every Wednesday mm-hmm. that we all eat together. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm honestly just like the connecting the dots. as we're <laughs> talking here. But that's uh, it's like uh, I don't know. It's just a bonding uh, type uh, type experience. It's uh, really interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is just. Um a quote, and maybe you've heard me say it. Well, it's not really a quote because I'll probably not quote it correctly, but um, Miriam Weinstein. Who no,
1: ra- Miriam, no. Miriam, you know my you're girl, not, Miriam. Your idol? Uh-huh, one of my <laughs> idols. Um,
0: one of, I thought, the most uh, powerful images in her book is she talks about, you know, you don't have to do this physically, but sort of in your head, um, creating this frame and realizing that sitting at the family dinner, it you will say, because people say like, again, it's like, this doesn't make sense for our family. Our family is not that kind of family that does these sort of things. And so she's talking about, you know, as you're sitting at the dinner table, you create this frame and that actually defines it. She said, if you look at this, um, what did she say? She said, this is how our family is right now Mm -hmm. and will never be again Mm -hmm. and I just, was interested to you know from your for me that like hits so hard and so many you know it makes you like a little bit like Mm -hmm. i'm ready to cry but i mean what's your experience or how does that hit you
1: Hmm. you've said that line a lot and i love that line you know you're what time you and i have talked about this obviously a lot what time you have uh right now is never going to come back Mm -hmm. and really focusing and this is a challenge for me uh is to continuously try to be in the present I've made concerted efforts um, to do that. You know, you and I uh, create goals of personal, professional, family. And my personal goal for the last two years is to be in the moment, to be more present and uh, really hear what people are talking about, be engaged, you know, uh, try to put the phones away and just be engaged. So that's type of quote that's just a reminder to ensure that you're doing that now whatever you're doing the meals is a wonderful way to do that it's a great way to, to be present and you know the kids that are around the dinner table and the things that are inc- incredibly important to them right now are mm-hmm. you know these are fleeting things you know things it, that Leah cares about right now when she's seven in second grade it isn't going to be the same thing in, in two years doesn't mean that it's not incredibly important right now to hear that but that's just to be present to uh, understand that um, she's only going to be this way right now. I, mm-hmm. I, I actually love that quote. I, you said it a, a bunch of times. I think it's it's a wonderful, wonderful line.
0: Um. So another question I had, because uh, I've given this a little bit of thought, is how do you hope, or what do you hope our kids take away from the experiences of our family
1: meals? Oh man! Wow, you're sp- specifically family meals, huh? Uh, yeah. All right. that's
0: kind of my thing
1: okay.
0: <laughs> no, I laugh because I, like, I assume at least one of them for a while will refuse to do them because they'll be like oh my god my mom was like a psycho about this so like we're just having couch dinner every night like <laughs> but I assume they'll come around as people do
1: <laughs> no I think they're gonna I think that they're gonna find it I, I think they're gonna implement it immediately I think it's gonna be very very difficult for them even when they go off to college I mm-hmm. think it's gonna be very difficult for them to not have that sort of um operationalized <laughs> <laughs> operationalized way that we eat together and it's like a, how I think about them is uh, it's a very non-stressful situation I, mm-hmm. I I don't know like you know you make dinner the kids love helping to make dinner I mean Leah and Sean specifically but Sonu used to bake all the time mm-hmm. and you know he has other interests now and Sai even enjoys this. Sai loves to try new stuff and so it's a very non-stressful environment you pick what you want you know there's there's uh, there's that buffet that we ha- that we set up for everybody. We pick what you want, you come to the dinner table, and then we all eat together. I think it's, I don't know, I just love it. It's a, it's very, very relaxed for me. It's a, no matter how stressful your day is, it's, it's very relaxed to come back to that. So I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna very much appreciate it. I think it's gonna be very hard pressed for them. It's such a, um, it's such an ingrained part of our day-to-day like routine the
0: yeah the, just the routine night. you know mm-hmm.
1: it's like brushing your teeth mm-hmm. it's just so a part of our lives i think it's gonna be really difficult even if it is couch dinner you know we have couch dinner once in a while yeah and i mean that's
0: why it has its own name because it's like exciting it you're is like, it's we a have
1: couch dinner it's a unique experience you know uh you know eating at dinner at the table every day but then once in a while you know football game's on mm-hmm. you want to you want to watch football as a family and mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you, you got crazy into football I too. Know, so i know you're 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 I love too now. yeah exactly so i don't know it doesn't even matter even the couch dinners are are fun so mm-hmm. yeah
0: okay well that kind of brings me sort of the final question or topic that i wanted to uh ask you was sort of related to what you just said is so you i mean you're a successful ceo running a large busy company with a big life um and obviously then we have four kids and they have all of their activities and things like that. But I think that you are you are this CEO and you're home every day for breakfast and dinner. I mean, pretty much without fail. So I feel like a lot of people in, in similar situations might feel like that's out of reach or not something that we can do. So how do you make that happen? Uh,
1: yeah, that's kind of a, it's a great question. It's So I'm a very strong believer in, from a company standpoint, from mission statement and core values. But I don't feel that that should be isolated to uh, an organization. I think you should have your own uh, intrinsic core values. So, I mean, you obviously know this, my number one core value in my life is my family. So it's uh, family, and then a very close second is my close friends, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who are my family? Mm-hmm. You know, who are my extended family? But my uh, immediate family, uh, you obviously uh, we yes. have we obviously have a very <laughs> we obviously have a very strong marriage, uh, and then the kids. That is my number one responsibility. And if I look back in my life, if even if I become the most successful business owner in the world and I didn't have and I didn't have the strongest family life, I would have considered myself a failure. So I consider my success to be um, how my kids and how my how my kids know that how much they're loved by me, and how much my wife knows that how much uh, uh, she's loved by me. So it's vital for me that um, that is a huge impact or a huge part of my life. So what I do is it's incredibly busy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I have a schedule every single day, and I have blocked off times that that's that's what I'm doing. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be working. I'm not going to be interacting. So you know uh, you know we usually work out. In the mornings at 5 30 a.m. And then we this get. This morning
0: was rough. Oh my God. This morning was awful. <laughs> we stayed up too late.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Ozark, man, that show I is know. so good. You just start, <laughs> start binging that, and you're like, all right, one more episode. <laughs> But anyway, regardless, uh, 5.30 in the morning, you know, you're working out. You work out till whatever, 6.30. You, I don't usually take a shower before, but I'll like stretch or whatever the heck it is. And then we'll ha- um, have breakfast at 7 a.m. at there. That block of time until the kids go to school. And then a lot of times you and I will drop the kids off together, which is more time uh, for us to spend all collectively together. So that time until about 8.15, that is protected time. You know, mm-hmm. I'll look at my, I, because I'm, crazy. I'll look at my email, but I'll be like, okay, I need to take care of this later on and I'll put it on my things to do list for the day. Um, I'm a very big believer, by the way, in a things to do list every mm-hmm. single day and set, being incredibly organized. I honestly don't know how I would do it without a calendar and making sure that my schedule's blocked and a things to do to ensure that I'm accomplishing what I need to do for the day. I don't know how I would do that. So for me then, I just go to work and I ensure that my things to do are done. Mm-hmm. And then after I don't schedule meetings after a certain time. Obviously, there's one offs that you have to sure. do, and it's work. Blah blah blah. But I don't schedule meetings at that protected that protected period of time. I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, this is not something that's new. Just from like a CEO's perspective, this is not something that just happened from the business standpoint. I felt it was the same way during residency. You know, mm-hmm. residency is very challenging. That somebody else is controlling your schedule. Thankfully, mm-hmm. now you know with uh, g- most corporate jobs, and especially after COVID, you've been able to have more freedom and flexibility in your schedule. But back in the day, it wasn't like that. When you and I were working in residency, it was like, you know, you got to be this here, 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 and this is what you got to do. But we made it a big point to always have that sort of ritual or to always to go to family family events. Mm-hmm. That was never, we were never going to let us miss out on those huge family events that we saw our friends uh, quite frankly missing out on. That mm-hmm. I, I actually felt I felt bad that the, that's not something. And if that's what you want to do, and uh, no judgment here, that's your life. But I, but a lot of times they were like, no, I want to go, but I I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. And I was like, well, you can have that. You can have both. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just vital to. To my core values, once again, my personal core values, to ensure that I am spending as much time, humanly possible, with my kids and with you. So I just make every effort to do so.
0: And we appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks.
0: Well, this was super fun. All right, that was it. That's it. All right, go.
1: Oh, this was fun. Hey, super proud of you. This is awesome.
0: Well, I'm just glad you're here. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Feeding the Family. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And check out our show notes where you'll find useful resources for making family meals happen at your house.